Hello, and welcome to the Unconventional Path, Entrepreneurship and Innovation Stories and Ideas. I'm Bela Musitz. And I'm Mike Wasserman. Today's guest on the podcast is Anish Majumdar. He is an expert in the hidden job market. He also has a YouTube channel called Hello Anish. Bela, I was thinking, you know, honestly, when you told me about this, okay, another career coach, okay, <laughs> skeptical, all right? But you know I trust you. And then when I read Anisha's bio, I got really curious about his approach. So I'm really interested to hear his, your conversation. Let's get right to it. Sounds good, Mike. Hi, Anish. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, Bella? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, sure. Thanks for being on. So let me ask you a question. If you're at a social event, a, a non-work-related social event, and you get introduced to somebody, and after the introduction, they say to you, Oh, very nice to meet you, Anish. What do you do? Yes. How do you answer that question? This is one that I've struggled with and I've gotten borderline panicky uh, about answering. Uh, sometimes I've even had to borderline leave a place because I've answered so badly. Um, <laughs> what I would do today, what I would do today is uh, I would answer that question through the prism of not what you know what what jobs i want or what my current title is or anything like that i would frame it a little bit like luke skywalker in terms of a mission um and it can be anything you know when you look at our journey and you look at what we do there's a lot of ways to phrase it but the best way to get that kind of initial traction with someone which means that that you get their defenses to lower and you get a degree of openness and interest and commonality. The best way to do that really is, to, is, is in some sense to show them a little bit of what you as a man have experienced and what as a human being is driving the changes you are wanting to make of which the next job or the current job or whatever, right, is one manifestation of that, right? If you can get some agreement in terms of that, right? In other words, if I didn't waste your time talking about, oh, look at our services and programs and all this, but if I just, you know, took a second to hopefully, you know, connect with you and let you know, like, I know I've been out there. I know how hard it can be and how alone you you can feel. And I promise you what I've discovered is that has nothing to do with your value. It has everything to do with, you know, this other stuff that's there. If I can get you agreeing there, we have so much room in terms of yeah. where we can explore and where we can go, you know? Uh, so the Luke Skywalker is what I would say is, is where's your Luke Skywalker right now? You know, yeah. uh, would be a question I'd ask. Yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the reasons I ask that, because I always think that the responses I get are very interesting. And, and, and you gave a great one in that this is about connecting and it's not about selling. Yes. Yes. I think, I think one of the hardest, um, one of the hardest things, um, about if we want to call it selling or influencing or relationship building is actually fighting that voice inside of us uh, uh, that never stops saying, look, well, because there's self-interest or that there could be self-interest at some point that delegitimizes the worth of what this interaction is and what's going on there. And what I found is the deepest selling, the best selling I've ever done have come from places where it's like at a certain point, it's like, dude, I don't even care if you work with me or not. I, I want to see you make a change here. Okay. I would like to see you make a change. I'm open to you making a change and I I'm, I'm willing to help, you know, and, and, when you fall in love with the the challenges and you can go enough down to a path where people can can feel like, okay, you're a legitimate good actor here who 
is wanting to do this for some reasons beyond self-interest. Yeah, that's when um, incredible, incredible things are are open. You know, so much of this has to do with um, making people feel comfortable first. You know, yeah. and 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 when we rush past that, and I do that too. You know, but when we rush past that, that's when we pay this this kind of this kind of price in some sense of, yep, people will, will, they might keep talking with you, but it's like, you can tell, like, there's still a little bit like this, like, okay, what the hell's going on here? You know, like, right. you know, the trust isn't there yet. You know, the warmth yeah. isn't there yet, hopefully, you know? Yeah. So let's zoom in a little bit. Let's talk about your business and what your business does. Uh, I'm a career coach. Uh, I've I've been one for a little over 12 years. Um, in that time, we've uh, I've had the chance to work with a few thousand people, and and our focus is pretty simple. Um, it's to bring you into a wider flow of opportunities for yourself and offers for yourself, and hopefully doing it in a way that doesn't kind of make you feel like you're this cog in a wheel who has to basically be forced to taking it. A big aha moment I had you know, when I started working in the industry was realizing that, you know, we all tell ourselves, I accepted this role, I accepted this role. But the truth is, if we're being brutally honest, rare are the cases that you chose it because choosing would mean you have multiple offers. Choosing right. would mean it's easy for you to get them. Most of us, we were like, okay, thank, thank the Lord. I got something. Okay, great. I got it. You know? And so the lack of that choice, the knowledge from job to job to job, that even though your titles might increase, maybe what you make increases, but to know that that the in real terms, your freedom of choice does not increase. And, and, and in many cases, when you go up like this, that's when you actually will find more resistance yeah. in traditional hiring. That's the thing that that almost killed me professionally. And that's the thing that, you know, our, our whole focus is on guiding people into a way to say, hey, look, you don't have to be worried about networking. You don't have to be worried about building relationships. And if there's a way that you can do this safely, there's a way that you can, in some sense, have your cake and eat it too. You can get to where you want faster and you can do it without, maybe we've all done this, looking at a computer screen, feeling like my eyeballs are gonna burn out of my sockets because I'm looking at the same job posting for the for the 15th time in a row. And I'm like, what am I gonna do, man? I got auto-rejected from this five days ago. Like, so. Right. Is this right. the end all? So that's that's our that's our that's our focus is uh, is is gently, gently, gently pulling people um, into a place of greater abundance, hopefully. So what are some of the things that that I can do or you can help me do to sort of increase my number of choices? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, one thing that I'll see a lot uh, when I look at people's brands, by which I mean their LinkedIn profiles, the things that they're putting out there. Um, a common problem I'll see is that people will either associate themselves with um, their skills trade. So they'll say, look, I, I, I uh, deserve to be a CTO because I've got X number of years and look at all this tech skills that I have, right? Or what they'll do is they'll say, look, I was a part of X company and Y company. Let me advertise those and you should trust me because of that. Neither of those really work, right? And so what would work much, much better is, again, to ask yourself, taking this sort of Luke Skywalker way of thinking, what's a process that I could align to, right? If you were truly a partner to a business, let's say the one of five or six, it actually wouldn't matter if you got there because of technology or not. Like a real CTO, like I've worked with 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 CTOs, uh, with IT managers, and we're looking at their branding and resume. You could an IT manager could have a three or four page resume, right? A CTO of a Fortune 500 company could have a one page resume that barely mentions tech because we don't, you didn't get there, and we're not looking for you there because of your skills. We're looking for you there as a partner to the business, right? And what you do 
and how you do it and what your focus is, that's your magic, right? So if you were to, anyone could do this. If you were to start looking at competitors who are, let's say, three to four levels up, you know, in clearly in the zone of your intimidation, uh, look at that top three or five percent of, of, of the results that you see and pay attention to those people who are branding around something that they believe in, branding around an outcome, okay? What you're going to find when you study them, right, is you're going to find that it results in a far more powerful brand. It results in a brand that allows you to engage. And most importantly, it fosters a greater degree of trust because when we look at it from the other side, the number one thing that is driving away employers, all these people who are actively hiring right now is like, dude, I want to reach out to Bella, but I'm looking at his profile. I'm not sure that he knows what he wants. And if I, if I chat with him, I don't want to have a conversation where it's like, what are you open to? I'm open to everything. You know, what roles are you open to? Absolutely everything. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I would like some degree of differentiation there. You know, sure. that's what offers trust. And you don't have to get agreement with someone in order for them to do business with you. Like most of the people I work with, they're, they've come in. I've worked with people who have said, look, Anish, my wife is it forced me to work with you because as I've been trying to solve it, I've totally failed. Okay. And I'm like, fine, you don't have to believe me, right? Trust can happen and business can happen without me and you being perfectly aligned on personality or right. process or anything. It's trust comes from a deeper place, right? So that is something anyone can do. And maybe another thing that I would, I would suggest is when it, when it comes to an interview, or when it comes to meeting someone high level for the first time, in some sense, your goal should be the same. It's not to impress. What are you impressing? You don't know. It's it's really the same. What is the two, if there's a hire, like if you're there you know, to interview, your job is to identify what is really going on. Assuming the job posting, assume the job posting is not telling you anything real, yeah. your job is to find those two or three elements. In other words, you should be asking questions more than you're answering. You should be spending most of the time listening and you should be spending most of your time, in some sense, putting the details together, right? The same thing is true if you're meeting the CEO of a company. Your job is not to impress and your job is not to pretend that you're like them. I, I've had such a weird atypical background as an actor, a journalist and all this. I'm never fooling anyone that I'm, that I'm there, but that's okay, right? Because what they... Where the value comes from is like when someone like me and you, when we have the ability to, in some sense, with respect, hold up a mirror in terms of what you're experiencing, what I'm experiencing. And if I say, look, for whatever the time period I have here, here's my commitment to you. Let me just see if I can help. Like no strings attached. I've, I'm lucky enough that I'm in a position in my life that I can do that, right? Yeah. Magic, magic happens there. And um, in, same thing in an interview, when you have someone who you can tell isn't just gonna slide an, uh, a resume over there, but is like, man, I'm so happy that we're having a chance to talk because I know you've been at this company for six years, right? Can we start by having a little conversation in terms of what you've experienced here? Woo, it changes the whole dynamic. Right. It changes the whole energy there into something much, much more um, conducive and something that, that will almost without exception result in something better for you, you know, regardless of, 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 of where, you know, yeah. where you go. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So let me ask you, let me flip this a little bit. Yeah. So uh, many of our listeners are entrepreneurs who yes. have started small businesses. So they're sitting on the other side of the table, right? Yep. They're, they're looking for talent. They're looking for people who, who will help them move their business forward. Yep. So what are, what are things that they can do or what are things that they should look for as, as they think about having conversations with potential new hires? I think um, this is it's a 
I love that question. I think, you know, and it makes me also think about some of the hiring experiences I've had, you know, in in, in building this company. Um, never thought, probably like most entrepreneurs or maybe, I never thought I would be in a position to hire people until there was a gun to my head and I had to figure it out. I used to make, uh, and I still do, I, I make this mistake of overemphasizing um, skill sets and and quote unquote traditional qualifications because yes. it makes in some sense it makes me feel safer about the hire and it makes me feel safer that okay you know if I if they have the traditional background that's what's gonna that's what's gonna work and forgetting the fact that for me you know I never you know this is all you know <laughs> against plan nowadays what I look for specifically um, I'm looking for someone who has an ability to look at what we're dealing with. And part of the reason I'm looking to hire is that I'm unable to look at the problems here in anything beyond the lens of what it is. That's one of the one of the one of the one of the factors. So if I have someone, this is our I'm thinking of our last hire, who could look at these problems and say, okay, yes, you have a problem with intake, yes, you have a problem with onboarding and all that. But here's what I see, okay? You know, here's what I understand your vision to be in terms of wh what's there. Here's what I would like to do, okay? Not just in terms of solving this, but with your buy-in, I'd like to start solving this in a way that results in a kind of company that I think is more in lines of, with what you want, right? That it, that 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 you ultimately didn't want to, you know, start this to be putting out fires and putting out client fires. You did it to to feel that excitement with someone when they're like, "Anish, I freaking did it! I stood up for someone! I freaking got it!" Or I, you know, I can, you know, I'm 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 able to afford a, a different kind of college for my son, right? That's what you want to focus on. That's what I want to want to be able to 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 deliver here. And it changed the way I looked at that at that role mm. from yeah. a sales professional to be like, maybe I need someone who can actually just run that whole thing as almost like a separate side of this business, you know? Like, because I'm because I realized that I was so tired in that moment. I was so tired of like having to pretend that I'm an expert in this and I'm an expert in this and this and this, I wasn't, you know, and and it gave me a, a, a breathing room in my mind in some sense to say, okay, like, yes, we can do this. And this happens, you know, this happens all the time. Like, you know, in terms of, you know, quote unquote, talking people into roles and all that, I'm convinced that you never really talk people into it. But what you can do is you can say like, look, at this stage in your life or at this stage in your company, right? Let's really respect where you guys are at and let's respect the level of the challenge that's here. And let's structure this in a way that's going to be maximally conducive to getting you the result that you want, right? That vision piece, that's the thing where you know, if you're talking the, the at the at the very end, or if you're talking even the beginning, that tends to be the differentiator because you you know you can hang up the phone there and you can talk to other people and all this, but you're like, man, I'm not really sure when when am I going to find another person who has that kind of skill set who you know even cares enough to, to sure. look at it in that way. You know that that vision piece to me communicates a lot, and um, the skill set you know uh, it's astonishing how much can be trained after the fact if you. If you feel like there's a degree of trust there, you know, and there's a and there's a degree of of you know of of buy-in there, you know, I'll, I'll break my back for the people that are in my team if I feel like you know <laughs> there's that that sense, you know, because there's something sure, deep sure. in me to you know that I don't want to let them down either, you know, and that that tends to be tends to be a pretty good place to hire from, you know, if you're getting some of that some of that some yeah, of that yeah. energy. I re I remember listening to a, an interview with uh, a, a CEO of a of a large company. And uh, it was actually Herb Kelleher of of Southwest, ah. right? The founder of Southwest, the legendary you know leader and manager. And someone was asking them, you know, you what do you look for when you hire people? And and Herb said, I look for attitude. 
Mm. And if the and if we have a good match on the, on attitude, I can train you to do any job in Southwest Airlines, from flying an airplane to you know checking baggage to anything. It doesn't matter. Yes. We can train you those skills if you have the right attitude. Yes. So my question is, whether you're a potential employee, I mean you're looking for a position or a job, or you're a high you're you're looking to hire someone. Oftentimes, we think very narrow. I need an accountant. Yes. I, I need a person to do this very narrow, specific thing. Yes. How can I, how can I take a step back, whether I'm on either side of that conversation, right? Whether I'm an accountant saying, I'm an accountant, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. How can I take a step back to kind of have this broader view mm-hmm. so that I have this, I'll use the word bond between mm-hmm. these two individuals that then, you know, know that we can accomplish something that's greater than, than just hiring an accountant or me just being an accountant. That's, that's a very powerful, um, very powerful thing that you're, that you're, that you're touching on there. And um, to me and in the work that I've seen, a big part of it comes from right when in the interaction and right when in all of this, there you're getting the most feedback coming in to make it about yourself and go into that I thing. That's when really, you know, the process and it's slow, but but we can all do it and it has ma- massive you know um results to start the process of training yourself to in some sense act as if in other words like what if what i'm hearing here is not is not the words of someone i'm building a relationship with what if it was me right i mean i mean we we all are in some sense making it up as we go along we're all dealing with these pressures right so where i find where we're hesitant is we say to ourselves look if I think like a CEO, right? I'm not a CEO, but I'm I'm, I'm meeting this person. If I dare to to look at it through this person's point of view, they're gonna judge me for, you know, hey, what do you know about it? And da da da. You don't have that. But what I found is is exactly the opposite. Like what most people need, especially at the beginning, is for you to send out the signal to say, hey, I'm willing to look at this or to try to look at this through your lens, right? And so, I will try to re- to remind myself like. For the purposes of what we're talking about, let me think like a partner to this business. My own accountant, it's a great example, by the way. Uh, my own accountant, I hate it. I, 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 that part of my brain, like, it's just very, very difficult. That's like, that's when I got to call in my wife usually in, in terms of handling our, our, our stuff. So, so that is definitely the way that I see it. But, but she absolutely embodies that because she understood, right? You know, she's works with other entrepreneurs and all that. She understood that what, what I really need is not just someone to put out these fires, right? But what I actually need is someone who's going to enable me to do what I do, bring more pleasure to it, and take the weight off, right? So so the thing that got her the role was she, in some sense, took on a greater sense of responsibility for what she was identifying beyond the problems I came to the door with, right? Mm-hmm. And and when we when I met resistance, right, rather than than advocating as an accountant, right, she was advocating through the lens of like, okay, Tell me I'm wrong and I, I might be wrong. You know, that's never, never hurts to say that. But here's what I see. And, and in working with with professionals at your level and also working with professionals at a little bit of a higher level. Right. This is what I see happen. Right. In the larger context. Right. And maybe you disagree with me right now on the specifics. OK. Do you agree with me on the broad? Do you agree with me in terms of the overall? Because if you do, 
I'm interested in, in, in looking at this further. I'm interested in seeing if we can actually fix this. And I believe that we can. I know that we can, right? And so when I was able to right at that beginning say, okay, you know what? I trust you enough to know that you're keeping that big picture. Yeah. All of my micromanagey tendencies and all of this, it's like, okay, yeah. she's 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 telling me that she's like judge me based on the ultimate thing. And from now on, like we've been working successfully for year four, we're going on. And it's exactly like that, where I'm like, oh man, Sarah, I'm so sorry to be running this thing by you. I don't know what the heck this is. And she's like, okay, Anish, fine. I'm gonna take care of this, no problem. But here's what I want you and Pat to do three months down the line, because we want to make sure that this doesn't happen next year. We want to make sure that that's there. Are you cool with that? I'm like, hey, cool. Fantastic. I love it. I don't know if there's a part of me that's kind of sadomasochistic, but I love, love, love. As an entrepreneur, I love it when someone can say, hey, nope, you don't have to worry about that. You focus on that. I got you covered there. Do what you need to do, right? Yeah. And again, like you said, it that attitude a lot of it, I think, you know, attitude counts for a lot because it's hard earned, you know, and, and when you, it takes a lot of soul searching sometimes in these moments and I'll, some of the highest performers I've ever worked with, it might shock you to know that they're the ones who tend to be the absolute most brutal on themselves. And that's true for some of the most successful entrepreneurs I've ever known. Like when you, when you hear their internal dialogue, something about the magic of what made them successful at their work, this is also something you have to be very careful of when you're in transition in any kind uh, uh, yeah. um, of profession, because that same beast can turn on you and say, ah, that's not up to my level. That's not up to your yeah. standard, right? You gotta, you gotta forgive yourself and you've got to remind, remind yourself all of this, all hiring, all opportunity generation is a stumbling mess of flawed people doing their best that they can. But somehow we found our way, you know, like somehow, we find, you know, these magical ways of of connection right. and uh, and impact, you know, and that's what I try to remember, you know, especially when I'm in the dark, you know, myself, you know, and trying to figure this sure. stuff out. Yeah, sure. So one of the things I heard you say there is is that one of the things we should be looking for is not only a person who can take the problem that they're presented today yeah. and solve and figure out, but also be able to look at that and either they can put in place or they can help you put in place things to prevent that problem from occurring again in the future. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I would say just to, to stack just a little bit on that, um, it, what tends to also help all of that stuff really land is to fight the urge inside of yourself. Once you're, once you're understanding what's going on, fight the urge inside of yourself to say, okay, I can help you here, and I can help you in this, 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 this. You want to avoid this urge that we all have to yes. pitch, present and sort of do it. Be a bulldog about what you've identified. Because what I found is that we all overestimate how much pain people and companies need to be in. And what we underestimate is someone who's like, listen to me, what you're talking about here, I get it. Like you laying off 30% of your workforce, I get that that's the thing that keeps you up at night. I get that that's a priority. I will do everything possible professionally to make sure that that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work. Sometimes you just need someone who keeps beating in some sense the same drum that says, listen, yeah. this problem is solvable. We can do it. I want to make sure and I want to partner with you. These are the rules of engagement in terms of, of the best way to do it. You know, um, uh, all learned, by the way, you know, I, I, this might this might shock you, but I'm I'm uh, deeply introverted, and I, uh, uh, you know, we used to have and continue to have sometimes, you know, real problems jumping on the phone, building relationships from scratch, and but you know, time and time again, what I found is that if I 
can take those extra steps to make someone feel comfortable to look at things through their shoes. And yes, challenge them when when I'm hearing obvious BS, you know, to actually say, hey, I care enough about you not to sit here for 15 minutes and tell me that that and that and that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, these things, it, there's a magic there and 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 people in general are actually so receptive, but it, we're, we're all missing those two or three little Little things, you know, someone who could just hold us by the hand a little bit and say, hey, it's cool. It's all right. The problems that you're experiencing, it's all good. It's normal. But let's talk about this, you know, and let's 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 really start the business of helping each other instead right, of right. just waiting for permission to help each other. You know, yeah, yeah. very nice. Right. Very nice. So let me ask you another question. <clears throat> the the landscape for mm -hmm. finding people yes. or for people finding opportunities uh, has really changed, right? I, 15 years ago, it was monster.com mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was it. That was the one big place to go looking for jobs online. And now it's like, there's just so many places. And, you know, I, I reflect back on my own career and I've had, I don't know, something like 11 or 12 different, different jobs. <laughs> and, and only one of them I got from answering a classified ad. Mm. I answered a lot of classified ads, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but only one of those 12 jobs came that way. All the other ones came through some other different route. Uh -huh. So what sort of advice do you have for, again, either on the entrepreneur side, someone who's looking to hire, or for someone who is in the job market to expand their horizons, What, where should they be looking? What should they be doing? I do agree with you that is in the time since you were you were experiencing that, and now um, there has been a lot of what looks from the outside a lot of fracturing that's going on from a from an employer and a hiring perspective. Um, uh, without a doubt, what we've seen as a trend in the last couple of years is a progressive um, de-resourcing of traditional. Like so, in other words, if I'm a big company, what we're seeing over and over again is they're pulling resources that they would have gone towards hiring external recruiters to say, hey, these are our recruiters. And because of the diminishing returns in terms of the quality of the hire, as well as the retention yeah. and all that, what, what we're seeing is they're pulling that, that resource. And these resources aren't just being absorbed. What they're doing is they're pushing it out in terms of incentives, bonuses, things that will allow their existing workforce to do some of this work in some sense, right? Of pooling and, and bringing in quality people who can then therefore yeah. bypass a lot of the pain, bypass a lot of the cost expenditures, and hopefully the theory is bring in a higher quality of hire. So what that means for us, right, as individuals is to understand that in a very real sense, the to tap into the 9x or 10x of opportunities that you're not going to see in those job boards is going to mean a, a, a deep investment and reinvestment in, in people and relationships. And specifically, to avoid a pitfall here, not talking with people who you're thinking of right now as a boss. Like, for example, I'm in IT. Who's the highest person in IT I can speak with? Think of it in terms of reverse the pain that you solve, right? So so, so if I solve um, growth through, you know, a customer-driven approach that has marketing, analytics, da, 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 okay, fine. It's not just the chief growth officer or the CEO. Operations, people, HR, all of these people actually are directly influenced by uh, some aspect of what you solve. Yeah. Those people, right, at the, at the organization's industries that you're interested in, 
if you can start systematizing an approach, it's a big focus of what we do, but if you can start systematizing an approach where in addition to what you're already doing, right? Let's just say, let's say 10% of, uh, uh, of your day, okay? Max, okay, we devote it towards this aspect of just getting this secondary channel, if you will, up and running for you, getting you more comfortable, a way to visualize it, you got all these potential opportunities and offers, okay? The stuff at the job posting end, the reason that that it doesn't work that way is because there's a lot of problems with it. It's an old opportunity, they've tried to fix it, et cetera. But if that's only one little part of the funnel, right? All of this can be accessed through people, right? And so if you can start the process of, of, of fumbling as we all have, but stumbling and, and, and realizing, hey, it's all right, we can do this, I can build, Dare I say it? You even have a right to build relationships with other people, which I, <laughs> I I took me many years to get to that point. Like it's okay to meet people. Like you know, I get all this. Like when you do that, then you start seeing this constellation of stuff, right? Some of which you want you'll want to solve now, some of which you'll not. But all of these people you're helping, right? And that's how you can start this process of sort of delinking your career prospects from just like the next job, and you can get yourself into a zone where. We, we think of it like a universe, you know, wherever you're at, fine. I, I still want it to be easy for you. And I always want you to have a couple of things that you're looking at, no matter how, Bella, no matter how secure you are professionally, ideally, okay, as someone who would want your best interests at heart, I would always want you to, even if it's like have 5% of your eye or 10% of your eye, yeah. I would want you to know that if only to be reminded of the fact that, wow, man, my market worth has gone up crazy and it's at least something to consider no it's at least something that that makes me feel like i don't have to make these decisions from you know with my back up against the wall so yeah, yeah. excellent excellent so i want to switch gears a little bit if you don't mind yeah please let's let, let's talk about why you started the business why why did you you know what let's talk about the entrepreneur in you right <laughs> you started your own business mm -hmm. you know you've grown it you've been successful so talk a little bit about that process the thinking that went into that I think, uh, and I, and I, that the the journey I have, I think, might be a little bit of an example of like smashing your head against the wall past the <laughs> point of no return, and somehow finding out that there's another room on the other side. At least that's how it is. It has felt to me. It, it was never part of the plan. I was um, by heart and by nature, you know. I consider myself you know, an artist, you know, I, I, I was an actor for many years. Uh, then I went into journalism and um, basically working with job seekers started out as a sideline, you know, because people, mm. people started to realize like, hey, you know what, if I work with this person, like the way I'm being perceived is changing, like th these good things are happening for me professionally, right? So I, that's how I, I, I started doing it. And the aha moment I had was I remember this guy, Arthur, called me up. It was supposed to be a client call. And he's like in his 50s, an architect in New York. And um, you know, he, he just sort of breaks down and, and, and what he confesses to me is that, you know, I'm supposed to look for a job. I thought I was safe and secure here. They made all these promises to me. They reneged on all of that stuff. And so, you know, you tell me what I'm going to do here, you know, because it, it's, it, I just feel so stupid, you know, and, and I, and I realized that there's a deeper problem here that goes beyond like what I was doing, which was resumes at the time and all this, that, that something fundamentally could change there. And perhaps it was an accident or something fortuitous, but, you know, up until that point, 
I'd spent my life trying to avoid traditional hiring as much as possible and yeah. that auditioning and doing all this. So I knew that it was possible as every every writing assignment I'd ever gotten for magazines and I'd won awards and stuff at that point, I'd gotten through pitching, building a relationship, whatever. So I knew it had to be possible, but uh, it set me on this journey that almost bankrupted me. But it took about five or six years of not just coaching other people, but learning alongside other entrepreneurs, coaches, and really putting together a system that, you know, works for people who would never consider themselves an entrepreneur ever. But really, yeah. but the truth is, in our year and where we are now, the safety comes from adopting some of that sense and understanding it's not it's not about the size of who you are. It's, you don't have to be a huge thought leader in anything, but you do have to know how to get it done, no matter how humble it is. You have to know how to get it done yourself, and you have to know how to do it in a way that isn't just reliant on the permission of other people because you're going to yeah. be around forever, you know. So, right, so, right. so that that's where that's where you know it, you know it began. I remember you know along the way. Um, massive, you know, I'm just being, you know, massive, you know, struggles with depression, with financial hardship. I, I, you know, we, you know, me and my wife, we had to, at some point, you know, we had to sell, you know, jewelry that she got from my parents as, you know, as part of a wedding gift, you know, like, so, yeah, yeah. so we've, we've, you know, we, I still have the old beat to death Cadillac from 2003 Cadillac, which I will never sell never. Okay. Because every time I look at that thing, I'm like, dude, this thing got us through a winter where like, <laughs> it's like, we could not have repaired it. So every time I dropped the kids off, I was more spiritual than I've ever been in my life. You understand? Like, yeah. it's like, dude, I am, I am in. So, you know, but, and, and this is, I think the sweetness though, of the entrepreneurial path, all the embarrassment, all the shame, all of this, all of that, it does convert, you know, on the other side, because on the other side, you realize like the reason you're here now, and the reason I'm lucky enough to be able to talk to you now, among other things is because I was so stupidly committed to this crazy idea that I just sort of kept walking. And as it turned out, there was a solution to it, but you just needed someone who was maybe that insane, who was maybe that yeah. this to just keep doing it and just sort of not care, you know? Uh, and uh, <clears throat> and so who knows what our limits are, right? Like who knows like what, what we can do, but I love the fact whenever anyone who starts something, anyone who says, dude, I'm putting myself out there. This to me, like, you're not going to regret as much as you fear that you are right, because that's right. what puts the universe going like, okay, okay, very good, very good, very good, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're probably going to fail on this one, but I'm not going to make the landing so hard that you're not yeah. going to be able to pick yourself up. <laughs> now right. you know something here, you know, like, you know, and uh, I, I found myself falling in love with that and I definitely fell in love with the, um, the small changes in terms of helping people, which was never a part of... Uh, uh, of the plan, but it, it ended up being, you know, the most satisfying thing I've ever experienced, yeah. you know? like, like these, these small little changes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I used to, when I was a professor, I used to uh, teach entrepreneurship and, and one of the couple of points I always tried to make with my class is that number one, entrepreneurship skills are valuable in any profession, in yes. any part of your life. Yes. Uh, number two, entrepreneurs rarely ask for permission. Mm -hmm. They don't ask permission. They Definitely. they just kind of go. And number three, if you think about it, everything we have in this world, everything, is because someone was willing to try something new. Yes. Because that's definition of progress. <laughs> you Absolutely. try something new. Absolutely. And 90% of times it doesn't work. Absolutely. <laughs> right? But those 10% of times it does work are are precious. 
Yes. So, so adapting that kind of mindset to say, Hey, you know what? I don't need to ask for permission. Yes. And trying something new is fine. And, uh, and, and I, I'm not failing. What I'm no. doing is I'm learning. If, you, if something doesn't, I try something and it doesn't work, then I had learned that. But you know, but, but you know, but, but, but that is that, 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 that is the literal truth, especially when you look at someone's journey over like, let's say 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. It's like, I totally believe that, you know, you're, you know, fail quickly and you're going to fail often for sure. But understand that in the grand scheme of your journey, you might very well find a couple of years down the line that you can't really attach that word failure to it, you know, because right. the insights that you got from that, the resiliency that you got from that, right? Um, I thought I'd failed as an actor. You know, I'd never reached the level that I wanted to. I never got the, the level that was there. But learning about people and learning like behaviorally, like in these high stress situations, high, how people function, how to stay in contact, how to build rapport. This is the stuff that as a right. career coach, I was like, is anybody going to talk about like how human driven this stuff is like, like, and no one was, you know, so it converted the way over time. I looked at that and I said, Man, thank God I stumbled. Thank God I had some courage to put myself out there because you gain uncommon knowledge and insight from taking uncommon action. And that's what success, it, it, that's what that catalyzed always is. So in some sense, does it matter whether it's catalyzed now? Yes, I would prefer it to be. But if it's not, understand, there's going to be benefit from that, right? Gain atypical experiences and atypical exposure because that's the doing that is what's going to spark more of those moments where you're like, because a lot of times innovation isn't just the business of, of like bringing something completely new in, into the, into the world. A lot of times the heart of innovation is just someone who cares enough or understands enough about a certain sector, a certain niche to be able to say, Hey, this works over here. Has anyone tried actually connecting the right. dots here and, and making that happen? Right. So, um, uh, try not to, make a long-term judgment on those mistakes and because because really a lot of times that's where the gold lies you know that's right. where the that's where the value of what you do lies that no one will ever be able to compete with because they don't know how the hell you got it from you right. know like like it came from it came from a, the specifics of Bella's journey and his suffering right. that is so unique to him right that no one else can compete with so um it it it, it definitely changed the way I looked at it because the some of the the highest things I held on to as successes. When I started seeing the impact on my family and all of this, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe the goal for this next year shouldn't be a million dollars. Maybe the goal should be to have a better relationship with my kids and a better, right. you know? So I, I constantly find myself sort of like reevaluating what the criteria are in terms of what success is. And as I do that, the things in my life, right, that I initially termed as a, as a failure, I can look at through a slightly older lens. And I'm like, you know what? Good on you, dude. Good on you for doing that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and I, I I would imagine in your life, you know, it's, you've had so many diverse experiences. I bet you there's so aren't there so many risks that you've taken that now there's a slightly kinder look to it. You know what I mean? You're like, sure. all right, like yeah, you know, like absolutely, it's all right. You know, absolutely. I try to I I try to um remind myself of that because I I also find that people on the entrepreneurial path we can be like devastatingly hard on ourselves. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 so much harder oftentimes I find than, you know, I've worked with professionals who are like, yeah, that didn't work. This didn't work. This that. I haven't met many entrepreneurs who are like, yeah, this is my life's work. This is like the thing I'm risking, you know, that's fine. I screwed it up. It's no big deal. You know, like right. so. So, uh, you know, you got to You got to give it up to people on the path, regardless yeah. of where you're at right now. Yeah, very good. So, uh, Anish, uh, if people want to learn more about you. Yes. Your business, 
where do they go? Uh, there's a, if you go to helloanish.com, uh, that is kind of our like HQ. You can go deeper into, uh, the trainings. It's all free and all this. Um, I would also, um, direct people who, if you wanted to go over there, uh, there's also a masterclass you can take that if you want to learn our, our strategy, we've had thousands of people take it. Many people who we've never worked with, who've gone on to, to, uh, to use our training. We want you to use it. Um, you can find all of that there. Um, the other option, I think if you're interested would be if you're on LinkedIn, uh, if you put in a niche, A-N-I-S-H career, uh, you should probably see my face, uh, uh, there. Um, um, I'm trying my best to share, uh, details, wins from people who are actually in the trenches there just to again change this discussion a little bit in terms of how we go about succeeding and how we go about um kind of generating this so to anyone who's out there you know fighting off the demons of scarcity while running yeah. towards abundance uh those would be uh, two two very good places great i will make sure they're in the show notes uh, so oh, people thanks. can find them there absolutely and uh, so my last question is there anything uh, that i haven't asked you that you'd like to share with our listeners uh, I have a little post-it note here that has helped me immeasurably that I was thinking of before, you know, our conversation. Uh, and it simply says, remember that everyone is a mess and you are also a mess. And, uh, I would remind all of us, you know, on this journey here, the ups and downs and the feeling of being intimidated whenever you're, you're taking a new step, that's always going to be there. But, um, I, I really, really want to remind you all of us we are all doing the best that we can. We're all struggling, succeeding, and the humanity that you have, even your even your doubts, don't be afraid to bring that into the room. Don't be afraid to bring yeah. your whole self into there because I think you're going to find far more allies than um, than enemies. You know, you're not going to. It's hard to judge someone who is already coming to you and saying, "Hey, you know what? Like, here we go, man. O open book. You know what right. I mean? You know, you know, no limit. Right. Oh yeah, that was a problem. Or oh yeah, you know what?" I wish I'd, I'd done that a different way. Or, you know, maybe I missed you there. That's one of the most powerful things you can do. You know, if you're sure. dialoguing with someone and you actually missed picking up on, on mm. something, to just say, hey, oh, man, oh, I missed you there, didn't I? You know, because it, it shocks people because it's like, oh, my God, you know, you're not trying to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Don't worry. You know, you know, and that's OK, too. You know, um, yeah. I, you know, hopefully hopefully that's hopefully that's helpful. It's it's uh, I just I always try to remember that, you know, there is no perfection. You know, we're 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 flawed here and that's all right. Yeah, that, those are great closing comments. Anish, thank you very much for being a guest on the podcast. You were wonderful. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I, I appreciate the energy and I thank you for making the journey, the you know, especially on the entrepreneurial path, that much easier. We need a couple of bright lights out there um, to illuminate the darkness. So I'm very thankful for you and, uh, and what you're putting out. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks again. Okay, Bela, you were right. And that was a really interesting interview. I thought Anish was a really thoughtful and interesting person. And um, and I learned a lot from, from the conversation. Um, what were your major takeaways? Yeah, so I, I think I learned some stuff here too. And, and I think that the biggest takeaway for me was this notion about branding yourself, right? We, we, we sort of brand ourselves now with LinkedIn and, and these other sort of vehicles we use in our resume. Uh, so brand yourself around outcome and what you want to do and accomplish and not necessarily like most of us do, which is brand yourself around who you worked for, <laughs> right? And what your title was. So this, this notion of, of what you're trying to accomplish and, and think of it as a 
partnership with the corporation you're thinking of joining or whatever endeavor organization you're thinking of enjoying and what things do you can you bring to the table to accomplish and and move together on as as opposed to well i worked at ibm i worked at ge and these were my titles um which you know that's that looks just like everyone else's linkedin page so i thought to me that that was the biggest takeaway what what, what were your thoughts mike yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. I, in general, I loved his insights about how entrepreneurs should hire people. And I liked how he talked about building conversations and getting comfortable with people and really trying to make a connection um, rather than kind of the standard approach to getting a job. Um, that, you know, when you have a conversation, um, you you really learn about people and you start to figure out what might be possible. And, you know, you, there are, like you said, different ways to fill positions and you have to find, use multiple ways usually and find the right way that, that fits uh, your organization. But I, I thought that was really, um, really a super way to look at the whole hiring process. And again, something that I've heard a lot of career coaches and people give advice, but this was kind of unique to me. What was your sense? So the, the other thing that I thought was kind of neat was he talked a lot about trust and this notion of building trust. And, and once, once you build trust, that's when that uh, uh, action can take place of, okay, I'm going to hire you or you're going to hire me or, or whatever. Right. And I, I thought about that. I said, you know, I've, I think I've had like 12 different jobs in my career and all of them, except for one, I got via a relationship that I had with, with someone. I knew somebody, they knew me, uh, somebody recommended me, et cetera. Only one of them I got from the, you know, send out your resume to, to a job ad. And I sent out a lot of resumes to a lot of job ads, but I never got anything from them, just one out of 12. And the other 11 I got because either I already knew that person and I met that person somehow, uh, or I got introduced to that person or recommended to that person, um, or our paths cross somehow, or someone in our circles paths cross somehow. And, and then as I thought about when he, Anish was saying about trust, that's exactly what that is, right? So if you recommend somebody to Mike, they come with a already pre-established level of trust because I trust you. I've known you for a long time. So, so that puts that person at the top of the stack. So I think you got to think about what are ways that you can build trust. One is the way I just sort of talked about is your network and and reaching out to it in a in a serious way, not in a superficial way, right? These these superficial relationships that that various social media places allow us to have those are meaningless, right? But yeah, you have to you have to develop meaningful relationships with folks, and I think the other way you can do this is that you can become an authority in your space and. And with all of these various different outlets, you you can become an authority by writing articles, by writing a blog, by being on podcasts. Uh, by th there's this opportunity to do that stuff. And and I can remember when when we were one of the companies uh, I was in was a medical surgical company, and and we had a PR firm that worked with us that helped us get articles written about us in the New York Times. Newsweek, uh, and various different, you know, trade outlets. Be because when, when, when somebody reads an article about you, that's written by someone else, again, the trust level goes up as opposed to reading an advertisement that we spent the same amount of money on 
to, to print in some journal or some magazine or something. So it all goes back to, I think, of, of establishing your authority, establishing your expertise and trust. Those things are all linked. And these are various different ways of doing it. Totally agree. Um, so yeah, you have to have a strategy. That was pretty clear. And then I think you have to do things that engender trust, which is go out of your way to help people and to be kind, right? Mm. So it's this two things. You have to have the expertise right. and then you have to be willing to share. You have to, it, when you promise something, you follow through. So there's this behavioral element too of, ah, I know Bela. He's a good, he's a good person, right? I've seen how he helped this one person, or I, I saw how he's right. worked with these different organizations. And this is a person that I've seen as, uh, you know, a lot of credibility from the human standpoint. So the, the, the best situation, you have the best of both worlds. You've got this technical knowledge, but then you've also got this, the, something about your person, right? That leads to say, yes, I will put some, some faith in this person that they will they will do what they say they do, or they will add value. So I like looking at it from both sides. And then the conversation that Anish talked about, that's the way you, 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 you communicate that, right? That I'm this combination of a good skill and good people, right? And I'm going to help your organization. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting. Very good. I, I love how he defined his own entrepreneurial journey, right? This idea of, you know, talking about the shame and the doubts that he had when he was struggling, mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah. we've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and I think everybody's gone through this, but he really expressed it in a very clear way. Um, and then the feeling of succeeding, right? Uh, you know, this whole uh, up, big ups and big downs. I mean, I think we both had this um, and he explained it really clearly. This, this idea of taking a lot of risk to find unconventional knowledge, I think was how he said it. Um, the ability to become difficult to imitate right? Um, you take risks to, to become unconventional. And when you get some knowledge that's unique and special, um, that makes it difficult for others to imitate you. And I loved his description of that process. It all resonated a lot with me and in the businesses that I tried to help build um, and in my own career. So, uh, you know, really some neat stuff there. Last yeah, thoughts from yeah. your side. Well, that was well said, Mike. I, I don't think I have anything to add. I think we should wrap this one up. All right, let's do it. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found this episode interesting and thought-provoking. As always, if you have questions about what we discussed, please feel free to get in touch with us. Our email is bela.and.mike at gmail.com. Hey, and please do follow the podcast if you uh, haven't already. So until next time, signing off from upstate New York. See you soon, Mike. That's great, Bela. And from over here in Münster, Germany, see you next time.